life is ever changing and we don't actually know what's coming tomorrow. We can have dreams about it. We can have worries about it. We can think about it a lot, but it never arrives exactly the way we imagine it, right? So the, the tomorrow we're thinking about and worrying about never exists. My name's Johnny Reinhardt, and I've lived in Southwest Michigan most of my life. It's such a wonderful community full of so many great things, but the best part is the people, families, history, and especially the stories that make it great. And with every story, you have to start somewhere. This is Start From The Beginning, stories from Southwest Michigan. Today, I'm talking with my friend, David Kroc, who came to Southwest Michigan on business and then just fell in love with all of the great things that Southwest Michigan offers. And he's been in our community ever since. And he's a good friend of mine, but also uh, he's a really cool person in our community doing a lot of things that you may not even know about right here in Southwest Michigan when it comes to business, helping businesses grow and more. So let's start from the beginning with my good friend, David Kroc. You are uh, somebody that I have been friends with for many, many years. I don't know. How many years has it been? It's got to be. It's got to be close to a decade. At least. Not more. Yeah, I think, not more. Yeah, I think even more. Uh, I know you have, uh, you've been an elusive character. For, for many years and very mysterious. You have a, a very undisclosed location, even where you are doing this from a nondescript, you know, it's like, Oh, I'm in sure. front of a bookshelf for people that are listening. You're sitting there in front of a bookshelf behind the microphone. I yes. don't know where you are. Where are you? I'm in an undisclosed location somewhere North and or South of the Indiana, Michigan border. Um, no, I'm in, I'm in Benton Harbor right now. Okay. That's nice. You know, right here, smack in the middle of SWMI. And, you know, you've been somebody that, like I said, I, I have known for a while, and I've joked that you are, uh, you're Batman. Or you maybe had dreams of being Batman at some point because you just seem to show up in places. And then when I look away for a minute and then look back, you're gone. Oh, so was I actually ever there? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you could have been a hologram. Who knows? Right. I may not actually even exist, which is going to make the stories even mm -hmm. better. Yeah. But what I did bring what did bring you to uh, Southwest Michigan? Because you've been here for uh, for quite some time and doing all kinds of different things. But what what was the first thing that uh, that brought you to Southwest Michigan? Let's start there, and then we may even go back farther. Sure. 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 Tell me how they hurt you when you were a kid, Dave. Right. Um, <laughs> No, I, so I came here in 2008. That was the, it was the first time I actually moved here, but I'd been coming, you know, for a handful of years before that. Um, had a business opportunity here uh, that some people that I knew were aware of and joined forces with them um, and uh, eventually just started coming to Southwest Michigan and just fell in love. You know, I'd come to work on the business for a few hours and then spend some time in downtown St. Joe or head to the beach or, um, you know, explore South Haven or some of the other towns that are around. And I just fell in love. And, um, fortunately I'm blessed to be able to do what, what I want to do in terms of, um, where I'm locationally dependent, uh, for work. So I basically can work from anywhere. So after a while, uh, of doing that back and forth, I grew up in Chicago. So if we want to start going back from there, um, yeah, I've just made the decision to 
have this be home base and uh, made that move in September, no, October of 08. So it's been a couple years now. So it has been more of a decade, more than a decade that I think, I think you and I met probably, I'm going to say 2009 ish, 2010, maybe at some point we we crossed paths. uh, And it was one of those. Is that wait? Is that who I know? Is that Dave Crock? And then you had this. And then we talked later, and you had that same sure. exact moment of yes. Is that Johnny? I maybe. And we 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 just had that look across a room, and we never went up to each other at that time. And then later on, we had a conversation. It was like, yeah, you remember back, uh, you know, six months ago, sure. you were at this restaurant far away. I looked over at totally. you, and then you gave me the look, and then we never said anything. And that's kind of how our relationship started. Uh, it is friends is just that the awkwardness is always where it's, it's present. Fun. It's ever um, present. So you said Chicago, is that where you yep. grew up? Yes. I grew up in the Northwest suburbs of Chicago, born and raised, lived, uh, lived there in downtown for, you know, the better part of my, my younger years, uh, before transitioning to Michigan. So, and, uh, what did you, uh, where'd you go to school? Yeah, so I went to high school in Streamwood, Illinois, which is okay. Uh, any of you that know the uh, the Chicagoland area, it's far northwest suburbs. So, um, yeah, and I did I did not go to college. Okay, I was a, I was a drummer in a rock band in which Whoa. is something that most people don't know about me. But I was a drummer in a rock band starting uh, junior year in high school, and we started just kind of touring regionally. Um, mm-hmm when I was in high school and after I graduated, I was like, you know what? I'm going to keep doing this. I I love what I do. And, um, it's a, it's a lifestyle that, you know, growing up, especially I would listen to my mom's old Beatles albums and Elvis Presley albums. And I just had that, the dream of being the rock star. So getting a taste of it was, uh, uh, hard to turn away from. So I did that and started a recording studio and just kind of did, did more of the production side of the music industry for a while. Um, so yeah. At what time, at what point did those dreams get crushed? Well, they, they never actually got crushed. Okay. I, I, you know, we, I was in a band that people really liked. And, um, after a while, as, as often is the case, uh, band members are like, it, it's, th- you hear about musicians that collaborate, mm-hmm. right. On different projects and you'll go and we work with these people and then you'll do this thing over here and you've got musicians that are in a band, but they've got their own solo projects. And so there's like this constant evolution of uh the career of the musician right to do some some studio or session work and whatnot and so i just kept evolving through multiple bands and i did some session work as a drummer and uh started i once we started making albums and i got to actually be inside a real solid recording studio um the creative environment was something i i also fell in love with there and and so I kept, just kept doing that and then had an opportunity to start a recording studio with somebody else that I had met, um, just kind of in our travels. And, uh, yeah, so got that started kind of that, that was my transition into, into business as it mm. were. So I was always the, you know, screw the man down with the system kind of artist, right? The musician. Right. And, uh, and then I was, then I was the man, Johnny. Ooh, and now I won't say you were the man. You were the the person that had uh, didn't want dreams to be crushed, and you were thinking, yes. you know, if I can have dreams and aspirations of becoming a rock star, though, well, then somebody else that has dreams of becoming 
uh, a business owner or come up with an idea, maybe those can be married together in some way. And you learn some business savvy along the way, which really is kind of the same. I mean, you can agree or not agree with me about it. It's it's kind of like the way a rock band works. You know, there's Mm -hmm. a business. Rock bands are a business. Yeah. Especially when you get really, really big, you have to have you know people that are the leaders and people that manage things. And there's a, a full yeah. operation when it comes to to that stuff. Uh, just yeah, I hundred percent agree. Yeah, hundred percent agree. And and vice versa, building a business or starting something right if you're starting from scratch yeah. is is absolutely a creative endeavor. And I think a lot of people think of business as you know numbers and spreadsheets and sales and just there's there's a lot of people that don't look at what actually has to happen for something to get off the ground and you you know you go to work for a company mm-hmm. but every company's got a story and back in the day there was somebody that sacrificed something you know they they went without in order right. to save to invest or to uh learn on the weekends or just to get things started there's a sacrifice there that a lot of people can't really appreciate but in the in the Along the way, you are constantly creating from nothing, right? Yeah. You're taking an idea. You're trying to convince other people to follow you in that idea. You're trying to convince other people to pay you for that idea. And so just the, the common thread, I think, for me that I really enjoyed was that creative element. Mm-hmm. And then also just the working with so many different personalities. When I was a producer, you're sitting smack in the middle when you're trying to essentially create a finished product, a finished right. album. You're sitting smack in the middle of the artists, right? The screw the system people like I was, right? And the, the quote unquote suits, right? The, the financial people or people at the label. You've got the, tech, the technical folks that are kind of the engineers and, and audio people and, and whatnot. You've got promotional people. You've got stylists. You've got everybody that surrounds that whole industry. And at the end of the day, you're in that producer chair, you're essentially responsible for bringing all of those pieces together right. in order to create something, a finished product that people love. And I think that's the other thing that kind of has been a common thread for me is to your point about being kind of like a chameleon. Mm-hmm. I fit in, in pretty much any area of life because I'm, I'm for some reason I'm able to relate to people, um, in a way that's maybe, I don't know, real. And I think that's something that I learned early on through through those experiences. Yeah, and you think about it, uh, Bill Gates, Steve Jobs, uh, those are a couple people that just come to mind as uh, just like a rock band, those businesses started in a garage. Totally. So totally. it's exactly- Same Genesis. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they could have, instead of picking up computer parts, they could have picked up drumsticks and a guitar and this whole conversation and their their path could have gone a totally different way. Sure. I'm sure. I mean, we're using several of their products just right around both of us right now, right? Like you think about that, maybe that stuff doesn't exist, but maybe some other things do or some music that we uh, never, never have gotten to hear could have existed. And so at what point did you say, okay, I need to stop being, uh, not, not trying to be a rock star anymore. And this whole business thing, let's, let's do that. What, at what point was that path? Not, not completely turn to in a different direction where did that veer just a little bit sure i think well i think anytime you make a big change in life it usually comes from probably a combination of two things there's something you don't want anymore right and you there is something that is pulling you forward that is driving you towards the thing you do want and i think in many ways 
I didn't enjoy as much um, the industry. This is what, because I didn't have yet an appreciation for what it takes business-wise in order to, to uh, um, continually grow and develop. I didn't have an appreciation for the industry that was music. Looking back now, I wish I, wish I knew then what I know now because it would have been a much more fun ride and uh, mm-hmm. I probably would still be in that industry uh, doing whatever it is you know that 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 path led to but um in in many ways i think the um well and i've now completely forgotten your question <laughs> that's what what's your name what uh my name with... is fred fred wilson let's start there uh no let's let me ask you this speaking of names where where yeah. did, what was the name of this rock band that you were in when you were in high school that kind of kept going and that people liked sure Sure. Well, there's there were two there were two different bands. One okay. was called Erato, which was the um, named after the Roman goddess of lyrical poetry. We were the, we were those kind of guys, and uh, and then I was in a band called Moment of Clarity, which was more of a heavy progressive rock slash a little bit of metal um, in the early two thousands. And then I did a bunch of session work, so I played on um, I played on a lot of albums for or uh many of the alternative bands that came out of the Chicago area so um you know they'd have their they'd have their own drummers in mm-hmm. the band and then I would I would do a lot of the actual studio work um you know before they went out on tour so yeah do you still play the drums I do in fact I it's something I rediscovered last year um uh, during the the shutdowns in wow. uh, in of covid so I you know I I've, I've played on and off you know, ever since I started. Yeah. So it's been, it's been probably close to 30 years now that I've been playing and it's always been a great outlet for me, but I set it aside, you know, pretty solidly because of the, Oh, back to the question. The, the driving force to me was I wanted this exploratory thing that interacted with a lot of people creating things from nothing mm-hmm. and had an economic engine to it. Right. You, you could see how building a business and being able to provide value to people in the world actually helps you as well right like if you help enough other people get what they want you'll you'll get what you want and and i think that was the driving force for me so uh because of that right there's only so much time in the day and so many things to focus on and so i set aside the creative aspects of the music industry and didn't play drums for a while and then uh uh, after moving to saint joe i uh, i picked him up for a little while and then Mm -hmm. took another little break and then Last year, 2020, got back on the horse, and I've been playing pretty solidly ever since. So I probably practice, I don't know, five, ten hours a week now. Um, wow. Yeah, definitely. I'm definitely a better drummer than I've ever been. That's I awesome. Think that, I think a lot of that has to do with the breaks. Yeah. You, know, you actually stop and listen as opposed to just trying to do everything you know how to do when you're playing. Absolutely. And, uh, there's something about that, about that, those gaps that I think is really valuable for people in life. Yeah. So what sort of things have you uh, been able to do uh, in, in business and in just collaboration uh, here in Southwest Michigan? Mm-hmm. Sure. Well, first coming to town, I was part of the ownership team that purchased the, uh, the Whitcomb Senior mm-hmm. Living Community back in 2006 and uh, was active in that business for a while, but you know, retained a passive ownership interest. And from moving to town, saw plenty of other opportunities. I met a with some people who had an interesting, which I know we've, we've, you and I have talked about this and lots of other people had, um, Southwest Michigan is very different from mm-hmm. an area like the Chicagoland area in, sure. in, a, in an area like 
Chicagoland, because there's so many cities, so many people, you, you routinely cross the borders of towns and cities and you just, you know, I want to go out to eat. So I'm going to go mm-hmm. to a great Italian restaurant and I may end up crossing three cities to get there. Right. Cause mm-hmm. everything's so compressed here in Southwest Michigan, things are a lot more spread out and more, uh, I'd say parochial, right? So people in different areas, different, different towns that, you know, South County, North County, South Haven, St. Joe Benton Harbor, Niles, you know, New Buffalo, all of those areas have kind of their own flavor, their own mm-hmm. style and, and their own sort of, uh, sense love of place right so right. every every city has its own love of its own place and i think in a way for people that would come and visit they found uh, it challenging to n- understand what was happening or where the different opportunities were to go because you jump around all these different tourism websites or various things and so back in 2010 this is about the time you and i met uh somebody had approached me because they had started a website called bluestarhighway.com and uh the website doesn't exist now but it it was essentially uh, an events and entertainment guide for all of Southwest Michigan. It was basically just aggregate as many of the things going on, stories of you know businesses and restaurants and fun stuff. And we just we played around with some of the festivals and we did some live shoots and we had some um, we had lots of partnerships with uh, with the radio stations and, and various other media outlets. And um, that became a an, a chance for me to meet a huge number of people around Southwest Michigan just through that that channel and i i mean i did i did all the radio stuff in, in that partnership and um so you and i have had a chance to share waves in the past and in many others and um i think through the all, meeting all of those people new ideas would constantly come up or there'd be opportunities to work with people on different things and so had a chance after coming to town to start a number of other businesses and and buy a few even so um, yeah, we've got things in the events industry, so we're heavily involved in the wedding industry of Southwest Michigan, um, live entertainment, um, got some hospitality interests, um, and then really tour about 10 years ago. So this is a, you know, three, four years after I mm-hmm. moved to town, I started getting interested in, in technology in general, um, and started to, um, get into some different things. We built some apps and, um, have since started full stack development firms and, and media and stuff like that. So just had an opportunity to collaborate with a lot of different people. And I think the, the, the idea of bringing something or just having a lot of practice at bringing something new uh, from zero mm-hmm. into the world and working well with other people, I think has allowed me to, to be able to do that on a repeated basis with, you know, people you trust and people that have good skill sets to, to run these things. So so just had an opportunity to be involved in a lot of different things. And um, I think it's that the freshness of those collaborations and, you know, every new business to me is a lot like making a new album, right? Like yeah, at some point it, in time it's done, it's yeah. out there, you're promoting it. And, and then I get the itch to do something new. Right. And it's just like kind of along the lines of that session drummer kind of thing. Like, Hey, you're going to play this on a, for alternative, or this is going to be for a, jazz or this or different styles that you learn and pick up over time and also collaborations with people you branch out and do all these different things i'm sure if you talk to say 14 year old uh david you'd say hey at some point you're going to uh collaborate with people uh in technology and learn about business and they're just i mean what's 14 year old david gonna say screw you man i'm gonna yeah, be a rock roll star. my eyes totally <laughs> Totally. You, you never, you never know. And I think that's, that's it. You, 
talk about like in, in all these travels, you just, you meet so many interesting people. And at the end of the day, what I'm doing is essentially just remixing wisdom that I pick up from other people and things that you learn, right? It's, it's remixing wisdom for fun and profit, basically. And th- there's a few like just nuggets of things that have stuck with me through the years. And I think one of them is this, this idea that life is ever changing and we don't actually know what's coming tomorrow, right? We can have dreams about it. We can have worries about it. We can think about it a lot, but it never arrives exactly the way we imagine it, right? So the, the tomorrow we're thinking about and worrying about never exists. It never actually exists in the way we think about it, right? And then, of course, we, we have lots of regrets and things that we think about in the past, and we can't go back and actually change any of those things. And we, because of the way our brains work, we, we are not remembering them as they happened anyway, yeah. right? We color things with our stories and our interpretations about what it meant and all that kind of stuff. So there really is the, the, the only opportunity to actually live is in the moment, right? To some degree, right? It's not that you shouldn't plan for the future and it's imprudent to do so, but just the idea that we don't actually know what that future is going to look like. So how is it that you want to show up in the world today, right? And I think that's something that has really stuck with me um, through the years is just this idea of being able to define who it is you want to be. You know, every action you take is is essentially a vote you cast in favor of the the future self you want to be, right? So I think that's something that um, is really forefront in my mind these days. Yeah, and that's something, like you said, about your your world changing and things changing. Obviously, this uh, past year and a half, this pandemic flipped everything upside down and mm-hmm. this way and the other when it came to business, when it came to people and their their life decisions and where their path is going so yeah. it's it's certainly been that way for everybody and like you said you know you picked up the drums i mean it had this sure. not uh, been something that would have been where you're more isolated and have to stay home and do stuff would you th- do you think you would have picked up the drums and and been doing that i think at some point probably but it may have been a long time in the future it right. may have been something that i continually just said you know i'm going to keep putting that off because i've got better things to do i think there is there is a kernel of opportunity in every crisis, right? Mm-hmm. Like whenever things go sideways, there's always some jewel there, right? That if we have, you know, have the willingness to sit with it for a minute and look for it, there's, there's a lot of benefit that can come from just stopping yeah. and reassessing what's important to me. What's, who is it that I want to be in the world and what, what matters to me? What are the things I value? I think we popped a lot of kernels, uh, especially yeah. in this past year and a half, for sure. Totally. Uh, so what, what's something that absolutely excites you right now? Mm. I think to some degree, what I just talked about, this idea of living, mm-hmm. um, for lack of a better term, living fully, living in, in fullness, sort of this idea of um, just pursuing a life well lived. Like at the end of the day, and obviously this is, think about that present moment thing we just talked about it is lived one moment at a time right but eventually you're stringing together mm-hmm. a life of moments and for me i think a big part of that is i'm excited about the opportunity to be aware of that fact at just at its base level to be aware that we have that opportunity right here me you having this conversation right with our books and our plants and plinko and the whole the whole thing right like i think there's something absolutely beautiful about that. And I think I'm, I'm excited about the, the opportunity to live in light of who I am and to bring the fullness of who I am to the people that are around me 
and um yeah i think just just to be aware of the lessons that we've learned and the yeah. um truly just being in the place that you are with who you're with mm-hmm. so and just the prospect of knowing yourself i think the the i'm excited to better get to know who i am in relation to the world right i'm excited to continue to live with integrity to who that is um out in the world because i think when as i'm sure you've noticed in many of the stories that you've probably gleaned from Mm -hmm. the guests you've had on here like when people are most excited there's a there's a common element there that they are living in a level of integrity to who they are and how they want to be yeah and and i think that's that's something i'm really excited about right now you know i think there's a lot of business stuff that i'm excited about in terms of just the people i'm working with and the Mm -hmm. future opportunities and you know i sort of look at that like a like an ecosystem that's constantly yeah. evolving and it's exciting to think about where the next uh investable moment will occur you know but um yeah i think those those are the things that are i think top of mind for me right now yeah and you see i mean with those even business ideas and business collaborations that you're doing how you can still be mindful of what is the next thing or is there a still a i guess a hole to be filled with something or a niche type type of thing that mm-hmm. that might work and that's what happens in collaboration and conversation and getting to know yourself but also getting to know the people around you and more sure. about them and what their dreams and aspirations are and i mean i love uh, ideas and conversation all the time and you and i we've come up with i think a million business ideas Uh, just from random conversations over drinks or coffee or, or things like that. Um, Mm -hmm. so you've done a lot of different things with business and with just collaboration and community, uh, doing all that stuff. What do you see as something that you'd love to see happen or even should happen in Southwest Michigan specifically? Sure. I think, I think it's easy to compare. Well, especially if you've lived in multiple mm-hmm. areas, I think it's easy to compare different experiences that you had, or if you go and you visit a city where there's some exciting things going on, and you like, wow, it'd be great if that could happen where I live and, and whatnot. And I think it's easy to, to think about those unique things that another city or another area has and kind of wish you had something like that in the area you live. And I think totally normal, right? To, to feel that way. I think at the end of the day, every area has something like that, has a set of things that are like that. And I think back to knowing yourself, right? Mm-hmm. I think that it's important for a community to know what it has to work with. What are the assets that are here? Who are the people that are doing really interesting things? And, and if we're thinking about it collectively, how can we just be more of who we are, right? Mm-hmm. So I think in many ways, when I, when I look at Southwest Michigan, I mean, things that excite me the most is, you know, by and large, this is, a, this is an area that if you think about, I guess, you know, there's a, there's a concept that if you're not growing, you're dying, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't know to what degree I agree with that. There's some stagnation that I think is, is possible to happen in the middle. But at the end of the day, if every area of the country, and we'll just start there is either on that spectrum of growing or dying. One of the things I'm most excited about Southwest Michigan is that we are growing. There are things that are happening here that are moving in a direction that I think by and large, most people would see as, as positive. And I think we have the, also we have the space 
for more things to happen, right? We have a an area that's spread out wide enough where we can build things. We have natural resources here that are abundant. You know, the one of the stats about Southwest Michigan that always stuck with me since I first moved here was that Berrien County is the second most agriculturally diverse county in the entire country yeah. outside of, I think, Orange Cali- County, California. You think about what that means, right? Mm-hmm. We can grow the most diverse amount of different things here in our natural landscape than all but one other area of the entire United States. And wow. that bodes really well, you know, like that we have the resources here of great soil. We've got the Mediterranean climate. We've got a place people want to visit. We have really interesting businesses and, and, you know, I've not seen a community that is as, um, socially minded and charitable mm-hmm. on a per capita basis as Southwest Michigan in any of the places that I've traveled. And I think there's a lot there that I think at the end of the day, if you get people interacting with each other, especially people that don't ordinarily talk to each other, get them interacting with each other and sharing what's on their mind. What are they thinking about now? What are the ideas that won't let them go? I think we have an opportunity here to actually spur a lot of really interesting uh, new things. If that's the, if that's the vibe of the community, right? If that's the way in which we relate to each other. And I think that's what I think would be interesting is to see some of that be catalyzed in ways that are not, are not sort of top down, Mm -hmm. you know, centrally planned. Um, It's very easy in, in communities like this to have, you know, tax dollars and things allocated to certain programs and, you know, those dollars get invested and the community gets excited. And then those, you know, the budget changes and now there's Mm -hmm. a different priority and suddenly nobody cares about that thing anymore. Right. Or at least that's the perception. And I think we have an opportunity if we start from the bottom up and we start from what we have and who we are and then ideate what should exist and who are the people that have the opportunity to contribute to that and have more loose frameworks, open networks, Mm -hmm. you know, I think of the idea of like task force people, they, they just join up because they're interested in a common thing and make that happen and then step away from it. And, um, there was a, there was a group that organized around bringing Uber to Southwest Michigan. I happened to be a part of that, yeah. that task force and it happened. Now you still have to drive the, the ecosystem of what that means, right? Drivers and riders and awareness and all that kind of stuff. And nurture right? it too. And nurture it. Yeah. And, and obviously there's a, you know, a lot less dense population. So something like that becomes more challenging, but it it got done. Right. And it, and the opportunity to try things and see what can actually work for us, I think is, uh, is something that I'm excited about. And I'd love to see more of that happen in our community. Absolutely. And, and that's really what this podcast is. Uh, it's not actually episodes of conversations with people. I'm just slowly building my task force of awesome people. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, you're the, you're the person that would be able to identify, right? Like if you have a ton of these conversations, think about the data points, right? Of all the things that people talk about, everybody's got a set of superpowers, right? Things that they're uniquely good at that are super niche, right? Well, at some point, many of those are going to overlap and just pick a subject, right? And if you've got three or four people where their superpowers kind of overlap that subject, man, they should be in a room talking, right? Mm -hmm. With a whiteboard. Absolutely. (laughs) Right. And a community that's like, hmm, what are you thinking about doing? You know, like that, just that stance. I would love to see that just be the ethos of every, of the way that we approach things. And I recognize that communities are complex systems, right? You've got all these different actors that have different incentives and priorities and things like that. And I think, you know, at the end of the day, the individual here has an opportunity 
on a per capita basis to influence their community more than you would see in, in some other areas. And so I think maybe for the people that are listening to this that think I don't have a voice or I, I can't make any sort of impact here. Right. Um, you'd be, you'd be shocked at what's possible. Absolutely. Yeah. There's so much. And even some people that I talk to, they're like, man, I really want to do this and that. And it's either, I just say you, you should just do it and let's, let's figure out what we needed to make it happen. And also what I find is not a lot of people always know people and you think about, they should, sure. they, their paths need to cross. And it's, it's, you know, my job to sort of be the matchmaker on some stuff and say, Hey, you do you know this person? Because you guys should really know each other. And so that's, that's one aspect, underlying aspect and secret of this podcast and this conversation that people may not have known about. That's um, great. Let me ask you this. And since we kind of use that analogy throughout this time of, of rock bands, um, now you are a drummer by trade. Mm-hmm. as your as your skill set but when it comes to business and and life with this what what position of a band whether it be one's playing or the people behind the scenes would you say best fits you hmm. yeah i think at the end of the day um i do i love to perform right like i'm i'm absolutely a performer at heart um you know, if I, if I were to stop everything I'm doing now and to pick up a new career, it would be to attempt stand-up comedy and <laughs> see, okay. That's okay. all it took, right? You're already laughing. I did not expect that. Okay, uh, that that's good. the best part of about comedians is that even if you're not funny, the unexpected is what gets people laughing at the end of the day. Half of it's the setup. Half yeah. of it's like the dynamic here is I'm going to say stuff and you're going to laugh. Right? right. And then, Oh, I'm, I'm ready to, I'm ready to participate. Mm-hmm. Especially if you show up to a, an event that's like that but um it back to your like in the ecosystem of music i think it's what i ended up doing the most of towards the latter part of when i was in that industry which is the producer role sitting in the sitting in the chair of getting the best performance out of the artists through a relationship where you get to know people really well and and help catalyze them to whatever's best for them and then at the end of the day, having a, a finished product, whether it's just the, the show you've been rehearsing for or the album or whatever, is, uh, is the best that it can be. And it's something that the audience, the market really loves. I think that, that's where I, I do the best. And, and often that person is behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes they're out front. Like there's just a, just depends on the, the dynamic or, you know, what the audience is, right? Yeah. So like the, the Dr. Dre, like you're a good Maybe, producer. Yeah but you're also, uh, you can perform as well. Yeah. I, I think that, that would be, that would be ideal for me. Yeah. You know, there, there are times when I love to perform for me. The performance is just about, like, it's totally self-focused, right? When I'm jamming right. with musicians and I love jazz and improvisational styles of music, when I'm in that environment and you're just feeding off of each other, it doesn't matter if there's an audience in my mind, right? Like right. that, that the act itself is the reward. What, uh, what job do you think I would have in a rock band? I feel like, I feel like you're on the front line. Oh, like the lead singer. You're either the lead singer, lead guitarist, bass player, you know, somebody along the front line. I could see that because I feel like you have this, you have, you have a personality where you're, you're reserved and you're solid and straightforward and whatnot, but I've actually seen you perform. I've seen you sing. I saw you and Jocelyn in a, in a play. And, uh, yeah, I think you, I think you're actually really good in that role. It's, 
and it's surprising because people like may may not think about that given your personality but i think that uh yeah yeah people people don't realize that i'm very yeah i think bass player quiet bass player is definitely yeah on the front line can jam out with the head bob right and jump off the speaker at one point yeah yeah, you're doing your own thing kind of on the side of the stage while everybody's focused on the lead singer, but you're still right up front. Yeah, makes sense. I think, yeah, I think that's pretty spot on. I, I would definitely agree with you. Uh, we've talked about a lot of great things, uh, David, and I've had a, a fun time chatting with you. I do have a couple other things I want to ask you that I'd like to ask sure. a lot of people. Um, what is one thing or one important thing that people should know about you? I'll try and center it on our community. Um, I think a lot of people know me from like certain roles that I've played mm-hmm. in, in the community in terms of business or organizations I've been involved with or whatever. Um, and I think this is probably just a, a message for really everybody in the community mm-hmm. and everybody that also has found themselves kind of in, in one of those positions. You're, you're sort of viewed as something and people have an idea about you. And I think this show is a great example of, of, um, you know, the results of these interviews is a great example of what actually is happening behind the scenes that people are whole people, right? They're, they have their own struggles. They have their own celebrations. They have their own quirks. They have their own skill sets, all those sorts of things. And I think um, something that's important about me to know is that that's something I care about a lot in terms of, well, everybody really wants to feel understood, right? And historically in my life, I've not felt understood because of my own personality, right? My own willingness to be out front or be, you know, real. And I think that's why, you know, in these days, I'm feeling such a sense of relief at being able to just be who I am and show up fully. But I think that it's important. This is more less about me and more about like the community. It's important to look around at each other and recognize that that person that you think is the is this way or is what you think they are has just this rich story and tapestry of all sorts of interesting facts about them and that we should go beyond the, the typical. I think in a small community, people often try and protect reputation or they try and protect, you know, Absolutely. an image or those sorts of things. But I think we should take more time to really get to know each other uh, because there's just as we've seen from some of the episodes you've had here. There's some Absolutely. amazing people out here. Absolutely. If you were to title an autobiography, what would you call it? Hmm. With the a thousand books that you have behind you. And I know yeah. you are a very well-read individual and uh, you've had podcasts and all kinds of different things. So what, what is that title that came to mind? Hmm. Uh, let's see. This is gonna be a long one. <laughs> That's okay. I just the only thing I can think of. Uh, in the moment, life is a struggle, so find something worth struggling well for. I like that. Yeah, That's a very long title. There, there almost has Super to be a two parts. It, it doesn't even really encompass most of my life. It's just like a, it's a theme that is something that has been top of mind. So the other, the other cool. thing I thought about was a book about nothing. Hmm. Yeah. You know, because that's how our conversations are. We are pretty much a Seinfeld episode every time we hang out. That's pretty much it. (laughs) Well, I've enjoyed my time chatting with you and catching up because it has been a while since we've had a chance to uh, catch up. So thank you for taking a little bit of your time uh, with me today. You bet. This has been fun. 
Thank you for listening to Start From The Beginning, Stories from Southwest Michigan. Special thanks to our guests for telling their stories. And if you have a story to tell, I'd love to hear more. Please reach out to me by emailing letstalk at wsjm.com. That's letstalk at wsjm.com. You can listen to this podcast and all the episodes wherever you like to listen to podcasts. And be sure to rate and review on Apple Podcasts. This is a Midwest Family Production. I'm Johnny Reinhardt. Join me next time for another great story on Start from the Beginning, stories from Southwest Michigan.